You son of a bitch. This really isn't the time. Okay, I don't know jack about the 24th century, but everybody out there thinks that staying here and fighting the Borg is suicide. They're just afraid to come in here and say it. The crew is accustomed to following my orders. They're probably accustomed to your orders making sense. None of them understand the Borg as I do. No one does. No one can. What is that supposed to mean? Six years ago, they assimilated me into their collective. I had their cybernetic devices implanted throughout my body. I was linked to the hive mind. Every trace of individuality erased. I was one of them. So you can imagine, my dear, I have a somewhat unique perspective on the Borg, and I know how to fight them. Now, if you will excuse me, I have work to do. I'm such an idiot. It's so simple. The Borg hurt you, and now you're going to hurt them back. In my century, we don't succumb to revenge. We have a more evolved sensibility. Bullshit! I saw the look on your face when you shot those Borg on the holodeck. You were almost enjoying it. How dare you? Oh, come on, Captain. You're not the first man to get a thrill from murdering someone. I see it all the time. Get out! Or what? You'll kill me? Like you killed Ensign Lynch? There was no way to save him. You didn't even try. Where was your involved sensibility then? I don't have time for this. Oh, hey, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt your little quest. Captain Ahab has to go hunt his whale. What? You do have books in the 24th century. This is not about revenge. Liar! This is about saving the future of humanity! John, look, blow up the damn ship! No! No! I will not sacrifice the Enterprise. We've made too many compromises already, too many retreats. They invade our space, and we fall back. They assimilate entire worlds, and we fall back. Not again. The line must be drawn here. This far, no farther. I will make them pay for what they've done. Hello, Popheads. Welcome to issue 69 of 3BZ Presents, the TomCast Popcast, also known as Popcast. And I am still Tom. Happy New Year, guys. I think this is the first episode of the year. How did we do that? How did we do it? Please follow the show on social media, at TomCast underscore Popcast on Twitter, at the TomCast underscore Popcast on Instagram. And you can email the show at TomCastPopcast at gmail.com. And if you're feeling like it, join Pophead Nation over at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast, where you can join the nation for as little as a buck a month. Pretty good deal. All right, so our first show of the year is a little different. Uh, Roger and I are, um, well, 
I am currently waiting for Roger to finish watching the uh, the final two episodes of the CW's Crisis on Infinite Earths crossover with their with all the Arrowverse shows. Uh, he's going to be doing that this weekend, and so we decided to hold off on doing a show about that and a lot of the other things that have kind of kind of popped up in the news uh, until next week. But there was one segment of the show that I did want to, to that I thought was important to have on separately. So I kind of excised this segment um, from next week's show, and we're going to do it this week because uh, by next week it'll be actually a little, bit, a little bit too late to talk about this. So today we're going to have a special Picard Primer podcast. And that's right, Star Trek Picard with our, with my favorite captain, uh, is coming to CBS All Access on G- Thursday, January 23rd, which uh, if we had followed the schedule would have been, we would have done that segment the day before the, the show airs. So I decided to remove that from, from our show, our big show for next week, and we'll do, I, I'm just going to do a little, uh, I, I'm going to say it's a mini episode, um, but who knows, I could talk about Captain Picard all day long, so... We're just going to do that. We're going to have a little Picard primer episode. Now, this is um, this is this is going to be an interesting kind of show because I'm I'm very curious to get get feedback from everybody who's listening. Um, you know, what are are you guys excited about the show as much as I am? Uh, because you know, this is a show on a platform that I don't think everyone has bought a hundred percent into yet. You know, it's, it's not like. Netflix or Amazon Prime or, or Hulu or any of the, you know, these services that have been around uh, for for five, you know, ten years now. Uh, this is a relatively new service still. I think it's only in its second or third third year. Uh, but they, I think they've done a good job of placating to the Star Trek contingent that this is what you need to have as a streaming platform. Because if you want new Star Trek... You have to have CBS All Access, and uh, um, it seems the game has played paid off. the The Star Trek shows on, or the Star Trek show, I should say, uh, Star Trek Discovery has been doing quite well for them. It is uh, season three of that show is going to be coming up later this year, I think, in the summer. And uh, the the one thing that kind of got me back on board, uh, I've said it before on the show, I was a little um, resistant to Discovery. It took me a little while to get into it. And I didn't even go back to revisit Discovery until the show that we're talking about today was announced, and that is the Picard series uh, featuring the return of of everyone's favorite actor man, <laughs> Mr. Patrick, Sir Patrick Stewart himself. Uh, I I don't I don't know if it's, if it's possibly more excited for the for a show than I am for the return of Captain Jean Luc Picard and uh, the the exploits that he will have going forward. It's going to be really, really interesting. Sorry, I'm just moving around here getting comfortable. I mean, after all, this is episode 69. So I will be sitting in at least 69 different positions throughout this episode. You'll just have to trust me on that, please. <clears throat> so uh, just to give a little background, because we, we haven't really dived too deeply into Star Trek uh, on the podcast to this point, And that is... Um, well, it's my fault, because it's my show. <laughs> but... I, I should I should let you know. Anybody, I mean, people out there who know me know that I, I love Star Trek. I am a big Star Trek fan. Uh, Star Trek came into my life at a point when, um, you know, I, I, I'm 100% a Star Wars fan first and foremost. I, I, I think it's fair to say because that was kind of like just the thing for me when I was a kid. 
But after Return of the Jedi in 1983, I mean, there wasn't, there was nothing. There's nothing going on for Star Wars fans. And I was really jonesing for, you know, more stuff in space. And, and sci-fi was kind of in a weird place by the, by the late 80s. And, you know, there, so there wasn't a whole lot to really get your, get your teeth into. Except there was this new Star Trek The Next Generation television show coming on. And, you know, I, I knew Star Trek vaguely as a show my dad would watch on the weekends. That, you know, the original series with Captain Kirk and Spock and everybody like that. And I, I'd, I'd seen episodes, and it was fine. And but, but you know, it was dated. And and as a, as a young child, uh, dated things had no interest for me. But this idea of a new Star Trek show with the all new cast I could probably watch from the first episode and get my teeth into was very very appealing. Uh, except the first season of Star Trek: The Next Generation uh, isn't very good, and neither is the second season of it. Uh, but because these shows were on on in syndication, they weren't on in a network setting. Um, they were on a lot, so I didn't have to dedicate myself to watching them necessarily uh, all the time and in order because I could just kind of turn it on whenever I wanted. It was one of the few shows that was on pretty regularly. <laughs> you know, syndication was very very different back in the, back in the eighties and early nineties. Uh, so. Eventually, I got my teeth into Star Trek The Next Generation and Captain Picard, especially by season three, once they had the better uniforms and uh, the, 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 the actors seemed more confident of who their characters actually were. Uh, and yeah, and it kind of become, became a huge thing for me to watch. I loved watching Star Trek, especially once, it be, once the syndication deal really got going and they had a bunch of episodes in the bank and they would play them you know, Monday through Friday you would get reruns of the previous, you know, four or five seasons or whatever they were up to by that point. And then on, on, I think it was Saturday nights. I can't remember now. Saturday nights or Sunday nights, they'd have the new episodes. And it was, oh, it was always so much fun to watch those on the, on the weekends. And then you go back to watching the older episodes. And again, this is, again, this is late eighties, early nineties. Television was very, very different. uh, Television was very episodic. You know, things would happen. They wouldn't be referred to every episode. There wasn't a general overarching storyline. But it was Star Trek. There were there were things and character events and, and things happened to these people that did resonate with them. Um, to an extent. To an extent. Because, again, television at that time wanted to be where you could just watch an episode and, you know, you could turn on the middle of the season and kind of figure out what's going on relatively quickly. Television's changed quite a bit now. So watching a Picard show that is not going to be so formulaic uh, will be very very different. So I'm, but I'm excited. Uh, again, kind of, I'm I'm jumping a little bit all over the place. I apologize. So Star Trek: The Next Generation was kind of my gateway drug into Star Trek. It led to, into me rediscovering the original series, uh, the original cast films, going back and watching, you know, Wrath of Khan and Search for Spock, Voyage Home, all of those. Uh, I became a big Star Trek fan. It was filling the void uh, that Star Wars had vacated because uh, Star Wars wasn't doing anything. Uh, I was a huge fan of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. Deep Space Nine might actually be my favorite Star Trek show of all time. But Picard's still pretty damn awesome. He's an awesome guy. I don't like to get into the, is he better than Cisco? Is he better than Janeway? You know, I, you know uh, we don't, we don't want to go down that path. We don't want to go down that path because they're all awesome in their own way. Even Janeway. I'll give Janeway some credit. I used to give Janeway a hard time. But I've, I've kind of come around as I've gotten older and, and more uh, emotionally vulnerable to everything. So, are you guys going to watch Picard? 
I guess that's I guess that's the main thing I'm really curious about because I know I'm excited. I'm pumped up. I mean, as soon as they announced this, I was like, okay, I guess I'm getting CBS All Access because the the idea of Patrick Stewart going back and and coming back and, and being Jean Luc Picard uh, and having a new missions uh, was in, insanely intriguing to me. And all the trailers that have come out in like the last you know eight or nine months have have just been uh, just exceptional and exciting. But what's the show going to be about? Well, we kind of can piece together a few things. I mean, there, there have been some interviews out there where they've said some of the things that are the main impetus of the storyline here. But you remember, we, we're, we're seeing a, a Federation that's very, very different from when the last Star Trek Next Generation movie came out. You know, we're, we're, we're talking 10, 15 years after the events of Star Trek Nemesis, after the events of Star Trek Voyager and, and Star Trek Deep Space Nine. You know, so a, a lot's changed in the Federation. And uh, the main impetus of, of the change and the main driving force for this season of Picard seems to stem from, you know, why is he not in Starfleet? And it dates back to the 2009 J.J. Abrams film. Not in deep, not, not, not deep. So if you're not a fan of the, of the J.J. Star Trek, don't worry. You're, we're not going to go too far in, into any of that stuff. But one thing happened in that that is paramount to the events of Picard, and that is the destruction of Romulus, uh, the Romulus star system by a supernova. That is, is uh, shown in the, J- the 2009 J.J. Abrams Star Trek movie. It was uh, Spock's mission to try and uh, s- delay the supernova from happening so they could evacuate Romulus. That's the story that we're told in the, in, in the film, in the 2009 J.J. film. The other side of that coin is the evacuation of Romulus, which apparently is led by Admiral Jean-Luc Picard. We're starting to get a little bit of information. IDW, the comic book publisher, has been doing a Picard countdown comic book series. Uh, I've read the first two issues of it, and it details uh, some of the, the tricksy ways of the Romulans in this period where the Federation is trying to help them from extinction. Uh, but the Romulus, Romulans are the Romulans, and they're, they're up to no good. So, what I've done, and I scoured the internet because there's tons of these lists out there now of, you know, what are the episodes to watch before you see Picard? What are the, you know, what do you need to know going into this show? You know, what kind of, you know, do you need to binge all of seven seasons of Next Generation? Do you need to binge, you know, what what do I need to watch? And I kind of wanted to talk about that with you guys. That was kind of what I wanted to do with what was initially going to be a segment on the podcast that I've now decided to turn into a whole episode of me just talking about Star Trek. Yay me. Sounds like a win. I think the main thing we have to realize here that it should be the intention of the powers to be at CBS All Access. Uh, Michael Chabon, by the way, is the executive producer and one of the head writers for The Picard Show. If you've not read Michael Chabon's work, uh, I highly recommend Googling him. If you don't have time to read one of his novels, he's done a couple of essays for The New Yorker. One in particular is about Star Trek and uh, his relationship to Star Trek and to his father, and it's a very, very good essay. Uh, I recommend reading that if you'd like to get a little bit more familiar with, with the man and his talents. Uh, he is he's, he's guiding this Picard series, and I think this, this puts the show in really, really good hands because he is an extremely... Ex- extremely gifted storyteller and when you have an extremely gifted storyteller with an extremely gifted actor like 
Patrick Stewart. Uh, I, I find it hard for this show to fail. That being said, there are things you, you, you may want to expand upon, but I don't think you need to go crazy and go through, back through the entire back catalog of Star Trek lore to, to be able to watch this series and to be able to enjoy the Star Trek series. Because if they're not going to explain a few things to you, <laughs> that seems like a poor decision. It seems like you're really limiting your audience. Again, Next Generation, the television series ended in 94, I think. 94, 95. It's been a long time. And Patrick Stewart has become a much bigger actor, a much bigger icon than he was then. You have a chance to bring in a whole new audience to this series who maybe isn't familiar with Star Trek. So uh, we're going to go over some episodes that may be important in the long run of the series. Uh, you know, if you want to have that more expanded base of knowledge for the show, uh, I don't think any of it's essential. I honestly don't. They're going to they're gonna give us all the information we need. But if you're like me and you want that extra base of information, that extra base of knowledge going into things, this is going to be the podcast for you. Like I said, I've scoured through these lists on the internet. I've come across, I've narrowed it down to a handful of episodes uh, that I think... <sighs> Again, it's tricky because I got a bunch of episodes on this list. I might not even share them all because I want to be concise. And, and, you know, you can do a deep dive on Star Trek lore. They're on all of the streaming platforms, the Netflix and the Amazons and the Hulus. You can watch Next Gen. You can watch Voyager. You can watch Deep Space Nine. The original series is around. All the movies are available to get. So you can, get, you can go nuts. You can go nuts and know all the Star Trek that you want to know. And I don't think that's a bad thing. If you have the time and the inclination, get crazy with it. Like I said, those first two seasons of Next Gen are rough, but there are a handful of good episodes in there um, that particularly set the table for this show. So we mentioned one of the, one of the aspects of the show that seems to be a carry through with this show from the from the films, and that is the presence of the Romulans and the destruction of Romulus. That seems to be a key aspect of this show. So we know the Romulans are going to be featured pretty prominently. Picard not being a Starfleet uh, will have to do with the Romulan situation. So that's important. We, ha we will have to know a little bit about the Romulans. Basically, they look like the Vulcans, but they're not as trustworthy. A little bit more de de deceitful and duplicitous. And we'll talk about some good Romulus ep Romulan episodes, too. But on the other side, you also, if you've seen the trailers, you know that the presence of Commander Data is of importance as well. Commander Data, if you may... Spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen Star Trek Nemesis, Commander Data is dead. In as much as he could be. He was an artificial life form, an android, and he dies in Star Trek Nemesis, saving the, saving the Enterprise. But his presence, his, his, his or lack of presence, weighs heavily on Jean-Luc Picard in the, in the trailers we've seen so far. And we glimpse that Starfleet is moving ahead with the creation of artificial life. We see a lot of android beings um, being created, being developed by Starfleet. Obviously based off of Commander Data and his positronic matrix and the designs of Dr. Noonien Singh. Do you need to deep dive on, onto all of, all of those episodes? Again, probably not. But we're going we're gonna to name some important Data episodes as well. Because... 
the artificial life is going to be a part of the show, clearly. The trailers tell us so. What else do the trailers tell us? Well, it's Star Trek The Next Generation. It's Jean-Luc Picard. And if you're not going to... If, if you're going to deal with artificial life, you have to deal with the, with the king, king Cobra of artificial life. You have to deal with the Borg. And the Borg have been a big deal on Star Trek since Next Generation, since the early mid-90s. And uh, they've been a, a force ever since in Star Trek. And particularly, they have a strong connection to Jean-Luc Picard. The opening uh, clip that we played on today's episode is from Star Trek First Contact. It's one of my favorite Picard scenes from the film, which is funny the way I cut it off because I cut it off when uh, just, you know, Picard's acting his, Patrick Stewart is acting his face off in that scene. And I cut it off when he's like at his angriest, at his most rage-induced version of himself. I don't even play the part where he kind of like settles down, comes to his senses, and then again, continues to act his face off as he realizes that he is making a terrible decision for his crew. It's a, uh, again, fantastic scene. First first Contact. First Contact's probably the only movie you really need to watch before, before you watch this Picard show. Let's be, let's be perfectly honest. It'll, it'll give you all the information you need, and it's a fun time to watch. But the Borg are going to be a big deal. We have Jerry Ryan is returning to reprise her role as Seven of Nine from Star Trek Voyager. Um... There'll be some familiar faces returning for us hardcore nerds, uh, but I think there's going to be plenty of new stuff around as well. So I'm going to try and, and list some episodes. I'll give you the season the season and the episode number, and hopefully that will be good. If you guys want to, if you guys have the time in the next week or so, just sit down and, and kind of refresh your memories. You know, I don't know if you guys are, are still watching the reruns. I know they play all the shows on... They're, they're still airing these regularly. You don't have to even fire up the Netflix. You can turn on uh, BBC America, you know, two or three days out of the week and, and find Voyagers and Deep Space Nines on, on regularly. I think, I think even Next Gen's still on BBC America as well. Plus, there's a Paramount Network, so I'm assuming it's only a matter of time before they're all on the Paramount Network. If you already have CBS All Access, you can watch them. Again, Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. All, all these episodes readily available for your consumption. Hang on, I'm going to take a, take a sip of beer here. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. That's uh, that's Pine by Yakima from our friends at Pariah Brewing Company in San Diego, California. Really good beer. I made a mistake by uh, burying this can in the back of the fridge. Not quite as fresh as I like it, but it's still a damn good beer. So let's get into this list of Star Trek episodes. And... You know, this is one of those. This is one of those times. I would love for you guys to to engage with me, whether social media, email. I know a couple of you guys are happy to text me, which is fine too. I appreciate that. Um, let me know what episodes am I missing? What am I forgetting? What are we not talking about here? All right. So, so we we talked about it. If you really want to, you can go watch the J.J. Abrams 2009 Star Trek film. It's a small plot point, but. It is the impetus of the, the start of the movie and the alternative timeline that becomes J.J.'s Star Trek universe. If you want to see the actual destruction of Romulus. If you want to go back to the beginning, though, we can go way, way back. Back to Star Trek, the original series, Balance of Terror, Season 1, Episode 14. This is the debut of the Romulans. And it is... Um, Arguably one of the best episodes of Star Trek ever. 
it's incredibly good. Incredibly good, powerful acting. Uh, Remember, one of the cool parts about Star Trek, the original series, was uh, its incredible use of metaphor in, in creating parallels to what was going on in society at the time of the series. Uh, that, that was one of the strengths of science fiction on television back then, was, was to tell a, a completely fictional story that had echoes of, of the real world in it. And you're like, oh, wait, I see what they're saying there. And it, it would really make you think. And this is just a great episode of, of Star Trek. Um, and this is the introduction of the Romulans. Good stuff right there. So let's, let's backtrack again. We'll go straight to Star Trek The Next Generation. Now, there, there are so many episodes that you could choose in, to highlight different things and different aspects of what you may see. So when I refer to an episode in Season 1 or Season 2, please take note that um, don't watch the episodes before them. <laughs> Just watch these ones. There were there were there were a handful of gems sprinkled throughout seasons one and two, but don't sit there and watch one in seasons one and two from start to finish unless you are just a, a person with incredible tolerance for stupidity. And this is not the actor's fault. This is just a, a show that didn't have a sense of itself yet, so it really struggled. Um, but a, a good introduction to Picard himself is in. Season 1, Episode 9 of Star Trek The Next Generation, which is titled The Battle. And it's not an incredibly great episode in overall. Uh, they were doing this thing back then where uh, when Star Trek The Next Generation first launched, the Ferengi were kind of being built up as these really sinister big bads who would be, um, you know, this, this, this force for evil, I suppose, or, or you know, just... A, a a counterpoint, I suppose, for the Federation in, in a lot of ways. Uh, eventually, that that went away because uh, it wasn't working <laughs> for whatever reason. And I think it was because just like the series didn't have a sense of itself, they didn't have a sense of the Ferengi either. So um, this is an episode that has uh, we get to see Picard in his early career. We get to learn about the Picard maneuver and. It's just an interesting exploration of the character. If if you're new to Star Trek, you can easily skip this. If you're a fan and you just kind of want to revisit something to kind of put in context some of his some of Picard and his early career decisions, this is a good episode. I'd also recommend season one, episode thirteen, which is Data Lore, which is the first episode with uh, Picard with Data's evil sibling. And again, artificial life is going to be a big part of the show. So I think learning more about Data. His, his brother Lore and Dr. Singh is going to be a good thing. So watch these. Now, if you'd like to see one of the first episodes where, where Patrick Stewart's always been good on Next Generation, but is in Season 2, Episode 9, Measure of a Man, where uh, Data's being treated as property of the Federation and Picard has to defend him as a sentient being, basically. As... as uh, you know, yeah, we'll just go with sentient being. That's a good, that's a good sense. A, a, a being with rights that uh, is capable of, of making his own decisions and not being treated like a piece of luggage. Great episode. Uh, Patrick Stewart just kills this scene. Lots of good 
you know, Patrick Stewart has a lot of good speeches on Star Trek. Uh, this is one of the one of the first great Patrick Stewart speeches in Star Trek: The Next Generation. All right, Next Generation also features a lot of Romulan episodes, and one of the best parts of that is, you know, the Federation and the Romulans have an uneasy kind of they exist in kind of an uneasy cold wars kind of thing there's a neutral zone and you don't violate the neutral zone here but the romans are always spying on the federation and the federation seems to be doing kind of vice versa get into the watch season three episode 10 the defector really really good episode that kind of shows a little bit of that that duplicitous nature of the romulans and uh again just that's a good good solid hour hour of television right there for you to watch all right then again we talked about the borg Seasons three, this is the two-part. This is the season three finale and the season four opening number. This is the best of both worlds. Again, one of the best Star Trek episodes in the history of the world. One of my favorite cliffhangers of all time is the end of episode 26, the best of both worlds part one, because they, if you don't know the story on this, let me, let me kind of give it, dive into a little bit of the background here. Uh, the the Borg were initially set up way back, I think it was in episode, season two. It was, it was in the Q episode. So we knew they were coming. They were the, kind of like this looming threat. But again, because of the episodic nature of television, you weren't really... It wasn't one of those things where they were kind of talking about it in the lead up to it. No, no, no. So when this episode starts, it's like, oh yeah, those fucking guys are here. And behind the scenes, Patrick Stewart's contract was up with Paramount. He, you know, would Picard be back? So what they were doing was they were setting up a situation where if Patrick Stewart didn't didn't come back to the series, they would be able to write him off in a way and and, and kind of end his run in, in what might have been like a, a spectacularly horrific fashion because in this episode, Picard is uh, abducted and assimilated into the Borg Collective and... He uses his the Borg use his knowledge of Starfleet to launch an incredible attack against the Federation and against Earth, and Part One ends with a plan's been devised to stop the Borg. Except now the crew the crew of the of the Enterprise is completely thrown off with the revelation that uh, Picard is their not leader of the Borg necessarily, but like sort of their spokesperson. So they are in communication with. Picard as a Borg, which is a at the time was a very terrifying image, and the part one ends. It's this season three ends on this massive cliffhanger of Commander Riker ordering the Enterprise to fire on the Borg cube because they have a plan that should work that should destroy the cube, and that's how it ends. Riker says fire. That's the end of the season, and you had to wait, you know, four or five months or whatever it was, to find out what the hell happened. Well, luckily for all of us. Patrick Stewart worked out his deal with Paramount. He comes back for season four. So you get this whole episode now where because of Picard, the, when the Enterprise fires, nothing happens because the Borg are aware. And now the, Federate, the Enterprise has to figure out how they're going to defeat the Borg and how can they save their captain, if they can even save their captain. Great, fantastic two-parts episode. And uh, what happens to Picard on this episode is a, makes up a lot of his um, what happens to him is, is, is a trauma 
for that character. And it's a character, it's a trauma that lasts, that, that persists. Um, it feeds directly into that line that we open this open today's show with. Um, and it, it, it's, it's fascinating to have this ha- again at the time, at a time when television wasn't as, um, serializing where, where episodes didn't lead into the other one like they do nowadays. Uh, this was, was, was just so interesting and, and so profound and, and made Picard such a, a Picard, who is a character of intense, high moral values, um, to have him shaken to his core that, that he was e- so easily able to be corrupted by the Borg and, and turned against the Federation. Um, just really great stuff, and and uh, with an actor like Patrick Stewart, he just runs with it, and it it gives Picard such depth, such complexity, and it gets even better in the next episode, in in season four, episode two, the family episode, um, the Enterprise, heavily damaged from its battle with with the Borg, um, is in dry dock. And Picard goes to visit his family in, in, in France. And again, a wonderful episode as uh, just Patrick Stewart just acts his face off again. Uh, and y- you get to know more about the, the, the psychology of the character, of his relationship with his family, with his brother. You know, Picard, the guy who left the family vineyard, who left the family business to, to chase his dreams amongst the stars. And um, how he always how that made his brother feel and, and the relationship he had with his brother, which is antagonistic to say the least. Uh, fantastic episodes, just Patrick Stewart, just being Patrick Stewart. Incredible. Sorry, I'm taking another sip of beer here. I apologize. I think I won't mention those necessarily, but I will mention these. Uh, Unification, parts one and two, which is season five, episodes seven and eight. These are probably pretty known episodes because they were a very big deal because this was uh, when Leonard Nimoy guest starred on Star Trek The Next Generation, reprising his role as Spock. And the assumption is that that you know Spock believes he's trying to reunite the Vulcans and the Romulans. This all is again we're, we're these are episodes designed to kind of show the duplicitous nature of the Romulans, the the conniving, backstabbing, you know, whatever they can to take over sort of mentality that the Romulans have. This is going to be an episode where I think they're the again sh- showing who the Romulans are. And that's what these are really good for. All right, fast forward, season five, episode 23. A Borg, this is, uh, this is the iBorg episode. Uh, a, a character, a Borg drone is basically liberated by Picard and the Enterprise, and they spend a fair amount of time taking him off the collective. Okay, so it's an examination of the, of the, of the collective and removing this Borg drone from the collective and giving him a sense of individuality. And they, he gets a name. They call him Hugh. And uh, Hugh is a character who, again, it will be showing up in Picard. So clearly, this is an episode that we should be paying attention to, if for no other reason, so that we understand 
Hugh and and everything that he's been through uh, as as a member of the Borg, because uh, he chooses to go back to the Borg. But as we'll find out later on, there are consequences for a Borg drone returning to the collective with a sense of individuality. And uh, an incredible episode. Again, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna list one. It's a two another two parter uh, of just Patrick Stewart acting his goddamn guts out. Chain of Command parts one and two, which is season six, episode ten and eleven, where Picard is abducted by the Cardassians, and uh, just incredible torture scenes where just, Picard's just just trying to wear him down, and you see the resolve of the character. And always remember, my friends, there are four lights. Woo! Oh, that's a good one. God damn, that one got me all pumped up and ready to watch that one right now. Woo, that's a good one. Change the Command, Parts 1 and 2, Season 6, Episodes 10 and 11. Watch those. Those are, ooh, that is masterclass acting right there. All right, let's go to Descent, parts one and two. This is the season six finale and the season seven starter. So it's it's season six, episode 26, season seven, episode one. Our friend Hugh from the Borg, he's back. And so is Data's brother, Lore. We find out the Borg and, and Lore are working together. The Borg are very, very different this time around because of what Hugh's individuality brought back and corrupted from the Collective. And Lore is able to take advantage of that. So Lore basically has an army of Borg with him. Uh, again, because of the importance of the artificial intelligence in the Picard series, these are two episodes that are, are definitely worth your consideration. And then um, I include this on the list, but it, this is one that you could skip if you chose to. But I think it does bear watching. It, it, it is all good things, parts one and two. The series finale of Star Trek and the of Star Trek The Next Generation uh, because it's just an awesome Picard episode. I've always loved Star Trek when they mess around with time travel and doing all those fun things. Um, and again, it's a, it's a centerpiece for, for Jean-Luc Picard. It is, it is a centerpiece, a, a, a prime stage for a, uh, a, a acting lesson from Sir Patrick Stewart as he just crushes everything he's in. Now, we mentioned before that this show, again, this is not just Star Trek The Next Generation that we're talking about here. Seven of Nine is going to be on the show. And I, I have to admit, I was somebody who I jumped ship on Voyager after the second season because I was insanely frustrated with it. It was, I thought going to the Delta Quadrant would allow the show to do a lot of cool different things. Uh, it, apparently it got there, but it, it took its sweet time and I was done with it by then. I may have jumped too soon. And I've gone back and I've started to rewatch some of these episodes uh, that I pulled up for you guys. So these episodes that I'm about to list now are from Star Trek Voyager, and they are based off of recommendations that I've gotten from a couple of friends and a couple of lists that I did read. And I, I kind of used my friends' recommendations and a couple of the lists that I looked at and, and kind of got them to sync up with each other here. Basically, we're just going to be naming Seven of Nine episodes. The character is Seven of Nine. 
<laughs> Sorry, that sounded weird. Uh, and the perfect place to start with that is uh, Scorpion Parts 1 and 2, which is Season 3, Episode 26, and Season 4, Episode 1. And this is the debut of Seven and Nine, and the Voyager crew liberating her from the Collective. Now, why is the Collective still the Collective after what I just told you about Hugh? Go watch Star Trek First Contact. Please. It, you'll have a good time. So, you have to watch those episodes. At least you have to know who 709 is, right? So, then a lot of the episodes are about Seven's uh, transition back to kind of trying to uh, regain her humanity, as it is. And uh, you can do that in Season 4, Episode 2, which is The Gift. Season 4, Episode 6, The Raven. And then you go to Season 5, Episode 2, which is called The Drone. This is an episode that may have strong connections to what they're doing with the Borg and with the artificial life in the Picard series. Uh, and actually, I, I intend on watching this episode actually right after I record the podcast because I'm very, very curious about some of the things that I've been told from my friends. So I will mention a couple more episodes of Voyager to watch, which is Dark Frontier um, Parts 1 and 2, which is in Season 5, Episode 15 and 16. Another recommendation to me was Season 6, Episode 16, called The Collective, which is about children drones of the Borg. So that seems interesting to me. And uh, that, that seems to play out throughout the end run of uh, of Star Trek Voyager. So you get that season 6, 16, and season 6, episode 19. Again, th- these bored children things kind of play out throughout the rest of the series. And again, if you want that exploration of Jerry Ryan's 7 of 9 character, who is 100% crossing paths with Jean-Luc Picard in the Picard series, these are good episodes to watch. And, uh, again, like I said, I get to go and watch Voyager now because I've missed a lot of these episodes because I jumped ship on Voyager. I gave up. It had worn me out. Commander Chakotay sucked. Oh, well. And Tuvok. A lot of them sucked. Probably the show with the least interesting crew members, I'd have to say, at least until they get to 709. But what are you going to do? It is what it is. Um... And, th- and that's kind of the list of the episodes here. So, the, you know, I hope you wrote those down or just play back the episode uh, in whatever segments you want to. Or hopefully maybe they, you know, in a lot of cases, maybe they just were a refresher for you. And you're like, oh, yeah, I do remember that one. Okay, perfect. And then that's kind of it. But honestly, embrace the mythology of Star Trek. That's what these episodes are for. That's why they're on all these formats. You can watch them all whenever you want whenever you want, as often as you want. But do I think you need to binge it all in the next week before you watch Star Trek Picard on Thursday, January 23rd? I doubt it. I doubt it, seriously. So go into it with a, with a clean slate if you want, and let me know how your experience is with that. Or, you know, watch some of these episodes and, and see if, if you get a more uh, a deeper resonance when you watch the show. You're like, oh man, they're connecting this to that, and this to that, and that to that. You know, I, I don't know how it's going to play out. Uh, January 23rd is going to be a fun, fun day. And uh, I'm really, really excited about, about watching uh, Star Trek Picard because it's been a really good time for, for sci-fi and genre TV. I feel, like, uh, I feel like I've been talking about a lot of really good TV shows lately. And I hope that, uh, I hope that Picard measures up. I hope my expectations aren't too high. And I don't think they will be because, again, Michael Chabon, executive producer, he's, I think he's written the majority of the episodes for this first season. 
and then just the incredible acting of Patrick Stewart. Uh, I think the show's gonna. I think the show's gonna deliver the goods. So, if you don't have CBS All Access, give it. You know, consider giving it a try. I think they do uh, a seven-day free trial. So, what you may want to do is wait till season one of Picard is over, get that seven-day free trial, and then just watch the shit out of it. So that's an option too. Try that. You know, consider that. Uh, I don't think CBS All Access is too expensive. I think it's seven or eight bucks a month. I shouldn't say too expensive because obviously I don't know everyone's expenses, and and paying for all these different streaming services is a huge problem. Um, you know, I, I, I'm already concerned that that streaming services are going to start cannibalizing themselves the way that that cable uh, kind of consumed itself as well, and you know people are going to get be put in the unfortunate position of having to pick and choose what they want because. You know, we didn't want to pay $130 for cable. We're not going to want to pay $130 for, you know, 15 different streaming services. So it's going to get a little messy. And I understand if this is not, you know, when I'm talking about Picard, if this is not going to be something that resonates with, with you guys. So that's why I said, that's why I'm curious um, how these go over with you guys, with, with you folks. And again, I just hope you're as excited as I am about Picard. I'm, I'm really keyed up for this show. But Who's watching CBS All Access? I mean, if I'm not watching Star Trek on there, I don't. I, I I don't. I don't think I'm barely on the app. You know, once Picard's done, I may turn it off for a few months before Discovery comes back, just so I can save you know twenty something dollars or whatever in, t- in the meantime. So, I, I I understand the frustrations with with all these things, but I hope you guys are able to figure out a way to watch it. Uh, if anyone is listening overseas, uh, you'll be able to watch it on Amazon Prime, which is a very nice feature. Uh, so uh, if we have any international listeners, which I feel like there's a couple of you, shout out to you guys, uh, give it a try, check it out, and we're gonna, uh, the plan currently is to do those little subset episodes like, like I did for, for Watchmen and for The Mandalorian, so there will be main episodes of the podcast still coming on a, on a regular basis, but there will also be uh, Picard-specific episodes dedicated to the episodes. Now, again, if you don't have the service, you can easily skip over those episodes. But uh, just for, for my sanity, if you if you want to download them at least and then delete them off your phone like a week later, that's fine too. I just, <laughs> I just like knowing that somebody's checking them out. All right, so I think that's pretty much all I have for you guys today. Um, I could talk more about Picard uh, pretty much until I'm blue in the face. Uh, he, again, he, but it's Captain Jean-Luc Picard is... The this this the high moral center of, of the Star Trek universe, in my opinion, uh, he's like the 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 guiding force. You know that he's always going to do the right thing, and I perhaps to my detriment, but I still enjoy the characters that I know are going to do the right thing, and I love seeing these characters put in un unenviable situations where they have to stick to their beliefs no matter the cost. I, I love that more than anything. Um, I think a lot of television shows, you know, some of the some of the better was well, I, I should say some of the more critically acclaimed shows right now on television uh, are characters who uh, don't have a high moral center or any moral center, and I find that to be challenging TV to watch because I do like to have a character that I'm rooting for. I do like to have a character that I'm hoping overcomes whatever odds and obstacles are in his way, and. I think that's one reason why I, one of the many reasons why I am so excited to have Jean-Luc Picard back in my life on new adventures where we're going to have Romulans and artificial intelligence, artificial life, 
We're going to have the Borg. There's going to be more spaceships and battles. I, I can't wait to dive more in, into his crew. And uh, I'll even, I'll even hopefully, b- before the next episode, or before the first episode of Picard airs, IDW will have their final issue of the Picard Countdown series wrapped up, where I can talk a little bit more in detail about the events that lead up to Picard and his resignation from Starfleet. So we can kind of... Now, they may talk about that on the show. I don't know. But <laughs> I'll be able to give you guys a little bit more information on some of this stuff. Uh, remember, Jean-Luc Picard is... He is our captain. He's the guy we, we want leading us in, in, into, the, into the 24th century. And I think, I think with that, I don't have anything else to say. Maybe finally. It's, it's finally over. You guys can can stop listening to me. So let's let's wrap the show up proper. What do you say? Uh, follow the show on, uh, on social media, at TomCast underscore PopCast on Twitter, at the TomCast underscore PopCast on Instagram. Email the show at TomCastPopCast at gmail.com. And if you're so inclined, join Pophead Nation over at patreon.com forward slash TomCastPopCast. You can join for as little as a dollar a month. Or you can, st- uh, you, can, you can do the next level too and you'll get special bonus episodes and uh, hopefully you guys are enjoying those. Uh, thank you once again to our current Patreons, the Aspen Hill Chody, the Squidmaster General Brian Broussard, and the Batman of Bay Park, Jeff Nail. He's also co-host of the Ringing Year podcast. Be sure to check that out. They're kicking off 2020 the right way. They're doing good stuff over there. Uh, I got to talk to him and make sure he's going to be watching some Picard because maybe, maybe I'll wrangle his ass over here and make him uh, review some episodes with me. We'll see how that goes. All right, guys. Guys and gals, I should say. Gosh, that's that was dumb. I should not be that sexist these days. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for, for supporting the show in every way you can. And I will talk to you guys soon. Rogers will be back next week. We're going to be going over uh, Crisis on... We'll be going over... Excuse me. We'll be going over Crisis on Infinite Earths. We'll be going over um, the Morbius trailer, the new Black Widow stuff that's been featured during the, during the NFL playoff games, a lot of news, the Green Lantern show on HBO Max... Uh, there's a there's a ton of stuff to talk about. We have a mega episode lined up, which is why I decided to pull the Picard segment out of this out of that show and do it on my own this week. So thank you guys so much for listening, and ciao, babes. Make it so. We're not gonna be fucking sunk this year. We're the Stanley Cup champions. Yeah.